podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, it slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Quick fire and drags it down now. Long we out. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Here comes up, Jack's goal! Scotland have scored! It's Andy! It's Dykes! It's Welcome to the Hamden Roar podcast. This is the second instalment of our pre-Euros on the plane series. If you tuned into the first one, you'll be well aware of how it works. But essentially, in the build-up to the big kickoff in June, we'll be assessing the options available to Steve Clark and organising a bit of a hybrid of what we would like to see and also what we expect to see from Steve Clark with his squad selection. I say we because the three-man squad for this is myself, your host, Andy Barge, along with Lewis Irons from BBC Scotland and Ben Ramage from the Scottish Sun, long-time Hamden Roar contributors. So guys, when we did the first on the plane this series, we did recognise that Clark's squad is unlikely to have too much uh, upheave, but there are a few places up for grabs. I think we probably thought there are, of 23 probably 17 or 18 certainties there or thereabouts, and maybe the space for four or five changes, maybe a centre-back, a goalkeeper maybe, depending on fitness, a striker. So what we did last time was we went from back to front with... So sorry, well, yeah, I suppose back to front, goalkeepers um, up to the strikers. Let's go the other way this time. Let's start with the strikers. Everybody wants to talk about strikers. Now, we both... Sorry, we all had Adams and Dykes on the plane, didn't we? Yep, yep, absolutely. I had Shankland in the departure lounge last time. So did I. Ben, did you have him on the plane? I had him on the plane, yeah. Okay. Well done, Lewis, ben. Well I'm done. sticking with that. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, I have since moved Shankland to on the plane. Yeah, I've given him a ticket as well. Well yeah. done, Ben. <laughs> it's an ever was it? About time. <laughs> It's not just the form, though, is it? Like it's the manner of, and the the quality of some of the goals he scored recently is just yeah ridiculous. And it's, yeah. it's a striker with confidence, but it's also a striker that adds something different to what we already have on the plane with Dykes and Adams, isn't it? He's just an instinctive goal scorer that I don't think Clark could afford to leave behind. Um, and I think at this point, Clark's aware of that, and Shankland has played his way into into that. And he's also just talking about it, isn't he? He's outright saying that he, you know this next after his Rangers move maybe didn't go through that he's just focused now on on getting them to this Euro squad and it's shown mm-hmm. but we, for, for anyone who might be tuning in for the first time the players are split into four brackets based on I said what we think and what we think Clark might do on the plane the certainties to go departure lounge likely to be called up on uh, waiting by the phone probably needs an injury or a couple of pullouts before being selected and booking a holiday, those that we feel have little to no chance of being involved. So we now all think that the three strikers in the squad will be Adams, Dykes and Shankland. Is there room for a fourth Ben or is three enough? I think looking, because I was thinking, looking at um, Kevin Nisbet, I think he picked up an injury this week. He was the other one that I maybe had kind of on the periphery, but if he's injured now, it's going to be really hard to 
play his way in. Um, Ryan Fraser as well. There's a few. I mean, I don't know if you count him as like an attacker, but again, he left the game on crutches, I think, at the weekend. So again, it's just going to... This is kind of the build-up now, isn't it? This is the business end. This is what Clark's really going to be looking at in terms of who's really raring to go. And they're unfortunately not really going to have have that chance. So I think we're pretty we're pretty nailed on with those three. And I would think there's probably going to be an argument for Shanklin to start. Um, when you look, I think he scored seven goals since we last did the podcast. Um, so I don't know if he's listening to us or not, but he's <laughs> uh, he's, he's he's on form. And as Lewis kind of touched on this, the link-up play, it's everything else that he brings. Um, so I would love to see him play in these upcoming friendlies, um, not just getting like a 10-minute kind of token sub-appearance. I think we should start him and see see how it works. And, you know, Clark can say, you have to work as hard as Dykes. If he tells him that, then mm-hmm. that's up to him then. He can prove that he either can or he can't. But he's definitely a better finisher than Dykes. Um, and I would love to see that uh, utilised in Germany. Some other names you've mentioned, Nisbet there, I, I can't even see a time frame. It just says significant hamstring issue for Nisbet. So who knows? Uh, Jacob Brown has also had surgery on his knee cartilage, which doesn't have a return date either. So those are the two right on the edge of the striking options that are now unavailable, certainly for March. Uh, two other guys, Tommy Conway, we've mentioned a couple of times in the podcast. He's on a bit of a gold drought down south at Bristol City. Is he under-21 captain? If he's not the regular one, he certainly has been the under-21 captain, yeah, Tommy Conway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, no goals in 11 for him. Ryan Hardy is doing good things, though. Seven goals in 11 for Ryan Hardy down at Plymouth. So I wonder if he's timing this little run at a nice point for, for an opportunity to be in the squad in March. Unlikely, but who knows? I have him uh, in the waiting by the phone at the moment because I think if Shanklin was to get injured, Hardy would maybe be the next fit option, Lewis? Yeah, and I do think that Clark will, I mean, you look at kind of previous squads, people like Jacob Brown, Ross Stewart in the past that have been not really close to getting in the starting 11, but have always kind of been there or thereabouts and around the squad. It shows that Clark does want to have extra players up there alongside Adams and Dykes. Um, Shanklin and Nisbet have been other ones, haven't they? So I think Shanklin's maybe grabbing that third striker spot but I do think Clark will want to have another one in there just because you know there's a lot of time and a lot of football to be played in terms of friendlies and obviously club seasons so he's going to need some options in case of injury or you know anything that can occur between now and the Euros so I think yeah Hardy's not a bad shout Andy I never I never thought too much about where to put him I, I, I had him somewhere between booking a holiday and waiting by the phone but on holiday with his phone, we shall say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, keep it up. Now's the time to do it, isn't it? Just to kind of weasel your way in there a little bit, I guess. Well, yeah, he started the season really well, Hardy. When we had the games in, would have been September or October, he'd started the championship season with like six and six or something like that. And he was mm. on flames. And then he had a little lull over kind of November, December. He picked up a few injuries and it was like, ah, okay, one of those where he started well and tailed off, but he's at, he's picked it right back up now. Yeah. So, yeah, if there is going to be an injury to one of the strikers, I mean, he's he's scoring goals. And then, we, okay, we know that Dykes offers a lot to Scotland, and we all have him on the plane. He's scoring goals at a much quicker and more impressive rate in the same league as Dykes. Dykes has scored in three championship games this season. Eh, sorry, two. He's scored three goals in two games across the whole season in the championship. It's yeah. not it's not great. Um. 
and he's actually lost his starting place over the last couple of games, Lyndon Dykes. I notice he's been coming off the bench for five minutes here and there over the last month. Don't think that'll affect his security in the squad, to be honest. He's yeah. proven his worth to us and the way that Clark likes to use him. But yeah, not not exactly scoring. Shea Adams is doing quite well, though. He's got 11-32 and 32 this season, which is not a bad return rate for the Championship. He had a little injury over the last uh, month where he missed a couple of games, but of the last six that he's featured in, he's started five of them. So he's got his place at Southampton and he's he's contributing with goals as well. So good to see, see Shea Adams doing that because we did mention it might be better to have him coming in with winding his sails from the Championship rather than being part of a relegation dogfight. It's one of those as well, though. Like I don't know about you guys. I think maybe we've spoken about this in the past, Andy, where Clark has such a familiar setup now that even if guys aren't playing lots of football, when they come back in, they just know their roles. Like Tierney wasn't playing a lot for Arsenal for large spells. Obviously, Kieran Tierney's Kieran Tierney's an incredible player, but even people like Adams and Dykes have had maybe spells where they've been out of form, out of sorts, maybe even out of their club teams. But when they come back in, they're up and running again. And almost in a way, it's like they're not playing as much that's almost good in terms of no injuries in a way. <laughs> yeah. you know that Dykes is going to come in and do a job isn't he like he's going to just deliver every time for us but obviously strikers slightly different you want them coming in with a wee bit of confidence and a few goals behind them but yeah you never know I, w- I was going to ask about what are you thinking about Harvey Barnes I know we mentioned waiting by the passport office last time but he's kind of easing his way back in a little bit do you think that there could be a marquee signing before the Euros is that uh, a hint? Is that something that you no, want? <laughs> no, no, no inside knowledge in that one. I'm just genuinely interested. I, I'm honestly not sure. Uh, well, I, I have his name written down, but I have him booking a holiday just now. Not because I'm over, I'm not right, opposed to it, but until he's committed or included in a squad, I'm yeah. not going to have him and commit like on the plane or uh, departure lounge. I did consider putting him by the phone which is where I've got Ryan Fraser but I now I've got Harvey Barnes booking a holiday just now if he he rocks up in the March squad then that changes everything and he's he's got a seat on the plane but until then no I've got him booking a holiday that's very sensible you're waiting for him to commit to you before you then commit back (laughs) very sensible (laughs) in the the attacking mids in wide areas then it's, it's, it's all on the plane for me. It's the same as last time. The centre mids are a sure pick, lads. Uh, McGinn, Ferguson, Armstrong, Christie. I know Christie's been playing deeper for Bournemouth, but yeah, McGinn, Ferguson, Armstrong, Christie. And then the other midfielders, Gilmore, McGregor, McTominay, Kenny McLean. So that eight is locked in for me until there's an injury. I've got Ryan Jack by the phone and David Turnbull by the phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same, yeah. I think uh, Turnbull's move is quite interesting, though. I think that if he can really... I think he's played six um, since moving to Cardiff, and I think that that's a great move for him. I think that could really open... I think he was just getting a little bit... Not stale. Stale's probably harsh at Celtic, but he just wasn't getting that many chances. But he was, to be fair to him, he was scoring often when he did. Not, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Turnbull was overly appreciated at Celtic. I, I know he kind of blew hot and cold mm-hmm. at times, but he contributed a lot of goals. I think. Yeah, exactly. So I think this could be a great move for him, and he could, especially if someone gets injured, because midfield is such a like combative area that someone could well pick up an injury over the next few months. Obviously, we don't want that to happen, but if it does, I think he could actually be well placed if he if he really kicks on 
this second half of the season, which I would love to see because I've always been, I think we've talked about it before, we've always been big fans. Yeah. Um, always like a playmaker. Mm-hmm. You, you know you know, him fairly well, Lewis. Do you think Turnbull's got realistic ambitions of getting in there? Is Scotland yeah. something quite close to his heart? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he loves um, he loves representing Scotland and I think it's a big part of why he was getting a bit frustrated at Celtic as well. He's not, you know, a boyhood Celtic fan or anything like that, so he didn't have that emotional pull. But I think when you're wary of your career and listen players are, are so aware of what p- playing for their country can do for their careers in terms of moves and money they can make so I think part of that was in his mind if he's not playing as regularly then it's going to affect it because he was always in that kind of periphery of the Scotland squad wasn't he where him and Ferguson for a while were kind of battling and getting minutes and Ferguson's career kind of went that way by getting regular game time at a, a decent level whereas Turnbull got a good move to Celtic but just didn't get the game time um, so I think yeah going down there a large part of that was just to get playing as often as possible. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you, Ben. I think it's a great move for him. I think I had him I had him and Jack both um, in the departure lounge at the moment just because I thought there needs to be a... My departure lounge was looking a bit sparse. So I was <laughs> like, right, I need to bump a few of these guys up. And I thought midfield-wise, you've got such a set eight that are all going to be there. So I'm going to have a couple of midfielders in there that are just ready to go. Um, surely we won't get to the Euros with all eight of them fit surely I know I know well we hope we do we hope we do do, but the the balance of probability Mm. yeah last time it was Jack and McLean that got hurt and that was two and at that point Ferguson wasn't really involved at all Uh, Gilmore was on the periphery until he got his debut I think was that against England no he, he must have played in one of the tournament games but it was one of the was it who did we play Cyprus or, uh, or uh, we played Holland and who was that second that other wee game I can't remember I can't remember uh, uh, he played in he played in those one yeah. of those yeah um, Christie's quite I, an in- interesting one where would do you think Christie will still be played for us more attacking because he seems to be absolutely getting rave reviews at Bournemouth playing in a deeper position uh, I, I think know. I think I think it gives an option, Ben. Gives an option. Maybe makes him interchangeable with somebody like McTominay. If McClark well, yeah. if Clark wants to push McTominay further forward, which is where he has been change. playing, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it would maybe allow you to play McGinn and McTominay further up the field, but still have Christie's creativity. Yeah, in midfield. Although, so do, imagine, do you... imagine someone told you that like a couple of months ago that. McTominay would be your attacking if you're the one you'd be like what <laughs> it's incredible the kind of shift particularly on McTominay's goals are just unbelievable uh, and he's still doing it for United off the bench at points isn't uh, he like, great header against West Ham yeah I've noticed when watching match of the day see now because he normally does come off the bench but see when yeah. I do notice the big number 39 at some point on my screen it always clicks with me look how further look how far forward McTominay is yeah. It, well, it's clearly a, an instruction now because he's proven that he's a good. In fact, is he not joint top league scorer with Hoyland? Maybe. I thought, I or maybe so, yeah. around about, yeah. I, I mean, really, yeah. yeah. So I was just, I wonder if Clark will use that or whether he'll keep going with them, you know, the kind of way that he's trained them and the way that he's kind of got the team play. And I'm just interested to see in, in the friendlies what he does. Well, if we look at the ones that we class as deeper midfielders, Gilmore. And McLean are not going to play behind the striker. Callum McGregor uh, probably would have or could have 
a few years ago, but that's not really where he operates yeah. now. I think McGregor's too important for us in that role across the middle as well. McTominay, I've got him as part of that little group, but yeah, he's interchangeable with yeah. Christie, with McGinn probably as well. McGinn's done a job in there for us. And mm-hmm. Ferguson. I think Ferguson could play in either midfield role. The only one that I'm not sure would is, is Stuart Armstrong. I don't think Armstrong would play in the two across the midfield. I think he'd have to be behind the striker. Yeah. Big time, yeah. yeah. By the way, Armstrong, 32 next month. Wow. <laughs> time is Mental. flying. I know. Insane. Um, aye, so that's so that's midfield. I I don't have anybody in the departure lounge, Lewis. I resisted the urge, so I've got Jack and Turnbull waiting by the phone. I think if there's an injury to an attacking midfield player, it'll open up the door for Turnbull. I think if there's an injury to Gilmore, McGregor, or McLean, it opens the door for Jack. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, fullbacks. Things have changed a little bit here, guys. Let's go straight to Aaron Hickey who has no return date on his setback to a hamstring injury. Bad news. Hickey, in my opinion, apart from McTominay, was the player of the campaign in, uh, last year. He was supposed to be back around about now from a hamstring problem, but Thomas Frank says he hopes that Hickey will be back before the end of the season, which kind of leaves things up in the air a little bit. So let's just um, play hypotheticals slightly. Let's say Hickey makes his return from injury on the 1st of May and he's okay. Is he on the plane? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 He's so solid. Like, I would have no, it's, it's really just fitness, isn't it? You know, yeah. there's no question for me over his mentality. He's proved that since he was a teenager. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have no qualm having him back in. It is a, like you say, though, it's a massive, this is the kind of thing that can, can really mess because you go from suddenly being in such a position of strength with having either Hickey or Patterson and yeah. now it's you might only have one yeah. and Patterson you know he's I think I looked he's made 25 appearances for Everton which is not you know certainly not bad um, this season but yeah is he a solid going into that Germany game I'm not, I, sure. I, not, 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 not not for me on if you're to compare it to what Hickey did last season for us, I thought he was absolutely amazing. And Patterson, yeah, he's, he's getting games, but I've got his stats right in front of us now. So since the 14th of January, he didn't get off the bench against Aston Villa. And since then, Everton have played five games. He's played nine minutes, which is not really encouraging, Lewis, if all of a sudden we're going to need him to spring from his little backup box to yeah. deputise for Aaron Hickey. We, we need more minutes from him, probably. Probably, yeah, but I do really like Nathan Patterson whenever he plays for us. I think he offers, you could argue for a while he was the one that offered more going forward, whereas Hickey was more defensively sound, wasn't he? But mm-hmm. I think just for Hickey, he is probably in a little cluster of players now that you think no matter their kind of playing time or injury status, as long as they're fit, they're going to be in. Like Tierney, for example, might not play loads before, but if he's fit, he'll be there. But Robertson as well, if his injury had been right up towards the end of the season and he only came back for a few games for Liverpool, he'd still be coming. Like you just know what you get from him and you need him there. I think Hickey's kinda of in that fold now with like yeah. those names. Um which speaks volumes of what he's done for us really and how well he's played. Do you know when I Googled Aaron Hickey in the lead up to this to see what is it the story was with his injury, the first results weren't about his injury. The first results were Thomas Frank dismisses Man City link. Yeah. With Aaron Hickey, which is, I mean, really, really encouraging, I suppose. 
he's still just 21. I mean, yeah. it seems like he's been around for ages, but he's 21 and he's already doing as well as he is for club and country. I mean, his ceiling, for me, his ceiling is like an Andy Robertson. Yeah, yeah. Like, why yeah. not? You look at what, yeah. uh, you know, Robertson was a little bit later to it, but look what he's done. I, I, yeah. I can see Hickey doing the exact same, maybe not for Liverpool, but certainly for a top team. You could even argue that Hickey might have a bit more about him than Robertson in terms of he's a bit bigger, a bit more physical. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. Maybe... Not as quick as Robertson over short distances or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's all around game. He can go anywhere. And the Man City links have been spoken about for a wee while, haven't they? So yeah. It kind of shows you that there's probably, it's not a load of nonsense from like an agent or something. There's probably a bit of mm-hmm. actual interest there. We'll talk about one of the other fullbacks then. What about Tierney, guys? This is the current situation. So he went over to Spain, played the first four or five games, suffered a hamstring injury, missed five games, came back. At the start of December, played seven games and has now missed the last five with another hamstring injury. So we we just need to pray that he doesn't suffer a hamstring injury in April or May, really. Yeah, it's just the, it's just the timing, isn't it? He just needs yeah. the time. We need to work out when he needs to time his next one. Maybe next month. <laughs> Get it next it, month. Get it out of the way. Well, he's fit. He's fit again. He was on the bench at least on the twenty third of February. What was that? Just at the weekend there, Friday night against Villarreal. So he was on the bench against Villarreal at the weekend. So maybe he is somewhat fit and preparing a return to action. And the thing is, if he was was actually still at Arsenal, he probably would be playing right now because they're playing uh, their Polish centre back Kiliar at left back at the minute. Like Genko's kind of been out for the last few games and. It just makes you think if he'd stuck around, could he have forced his way back and grabbed that jersey back off Sinchenko? I've always said I think he's a better fullback yeah. than Sinchenko. Sinchenko's maybe a better footballer in, in elements, but I mean, yeah, there's no doubt about DNA. We just need to make sure he times his injury, like you say, Ben, so that he's going to be fit for summer. I've got a few Arsenal fans that absolutely loved him. You know, they absolutely loved him as a player, but it was just the fitness. And it's like, at that level, you have to have a reliable fullback. Yeah. You know? But it's it's pleasing, at least, that whenever he's fit in Spain, they're playing him. You know, yeah. Champions League, La Liga, like they see, so the, the talent is still there. Like, we know, he's he is an absolutely unbelievable player. So it's just, that's a real, you know, we could pray for that. If he could just be fit for, for Germany, that would be obviously a massive boost for us. So I've got Tierney on the plane. Do you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think so. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've because there's no return date at the moment. I've got Hickey in the departure lounge. I think we just, I think he or we or Clark just need a confirmation date, knowing that when he's going to be fit. And if if Thomas Frank says, "Oh, it's going well," he'll be fit by mid April. Then straight away he's on the plane for me. If we get told, oh, if if at the start of April they're they're still not sure, then question marks so until yeah. until we know for me he's in the departure lounge although as soon as his fitness is confirmed he's on the plane mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah. Um, other fullbacks I think well, Robertson granted and then Patterson not getting games but he's going to be there he's done well for us and he's he's a good little player back up right backs to Hickey if he doesn't make it is, is Ralston the the one, Max Johnson out in Austria, doing doing all right. Yeah, Max Johnson was the other one that I had um, departure lounging, just because, especially like you say with Hickey's injury, you just don't know. So, yeah, and Ralston, I don't. Yeah, I think 
I think they're okay backups, but you know we're really the the difference between having Hickey and Tierney to then going down to say Taylor and Ralston. Yeah, it's it's quite a big switch. No disrespect to them, but you know they're two of our potentially like world class players. Um, so yeah, that's a real Clark will be watching that one anxiously. I think. The match yeah, Johnson's think- coming off the bench for Sturmgratz Lewis. Yeah, I think if he was going to... I've got <clears throat> Ralston waiting by the phone where I have Johnston probably somewhere between that and booking a holiday. I just think if Clark's going to pick someone, he's going to pick a player that's maybe been around it a bit more and, and a bit more experienced in these sorts of situations. Mm-hmm. And Ralston's he's been around the setup for a good while. He's not maybe played much, but he's he's quite experienced for the group. So that probably just edges it slightly. It's not like he needs to bring Johnston in to give him experience to, you know, get a young fullback up to speed because mm. he's and Patterson that are young and have that anyway. So I think it'd probably be the experience of Ralston that would just edge it. Where do you have Greg Taylor, Lewis? Let me just double check. I think I've got him waiting by the phone. Yeah, waiting by the phone. Close ben. to being on holiday just because his form's dipping a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. But I think he's probably still just ahead of Doig and the kind of waiting by the phone list. Because um, uh, I've got Doig in the departure lounge because I think he started the last five games first to swallow yeah. in Syria, and you think that's a, that's such a good level for his age. Um, yeah. And he's starting them, you know, it's not like he's just getting on for a few minutes. So if he continues that, if he plays the second half of this season in the Syria and impresses, then I think he's got a really good shout of being that sort of backup left back. If say if Tierney um, doesn't make it, did he? Is he? So is he ahead of? Greg Taylor in the pecking order, do you reckon? Oh, oh, that's a toughie. They're they're both in the departure lounge for me. But I think if Doig plays more than Taylor this second half of the season, because as Lewis kind of says, Taylor isn't exactly pulling up trees at the moment. Um, So yeah, I think Doig could make a late break for it. All right, okay. Centre-backs, a few changes here since we last spoke. Scott McKenna has left Nottingham Forest to go to Copenhagen and is starting there, so he's getting regular football again. Game Tierney, we've touched on. John Suter is very much a first-choice centre-half at Rangers. We we said in the last pod that we would hope that he could really nail down a jersey, and that would make things more interesting, second half of the season. And Grant Hanley is fit again for Norwich. He had an injury that's, that kept him out for a while. I think it was his Achilles, but he's now back in the Norwich team as well. So, including Tierney as a centre-half, the seven names that we have to play with are Tierney, Jack Hendry, Ryan Porteous, Scott McKenna, Liam Cooper, John Suter, Grant Hanley. Ben, go. See, I'm so like in between my centre-backs. I've got McKenna on the plane because I think that's a brilliant level that he's playing at. You know, he played against Man City in the Champions League um, recently. You know, if he's playing all the time, then I'm really happy with McKenna. Porteous, I still think, hasn't let us down. Um, he's playing a lot for uh, Watford, isn't it? Um, Suter, I think, is right for me in the middle of on the plane and departure lounge because especially, say, if Rangers were to go on and win the league, I think, and Suter plays a big part in that, I think it would be very hard to overlook him. Um, he scored against Denmark as well, hasn't he? He's got seven caps. I think he's he's... Strong enough in the squad anyway, and then if he if he has a really good season with Rangers, then I think I think he should be in. Uh, I think Hanley, like you say, is back. I would he is in the departure lounge at the moment, but I think I would maybe bump him up. Uh, Cooper is playing a fair amount for Leeds, so there's so many that are quite close together. 
No, I'm just kind of not really, I'm not going all out on who's going yet. Um, so McKenna, Porteous, probably Suter for me are the, the ones that are definitely there. Hendry, I still have a bit of a, I'm still just a little bit worried about where Hendry's playing compared to these other players. Um, like coming back in to play against Germany, I just, I worry that that's a massive step up. Bear, bear in mind, Ben, I know that the, they're only allowed a certain amount of them over in Saudi, but Ben, uh, Jack Hendry's team played yesterday. He started centre-back and he was up against Mitrovic, Ruben Neves, Milinkovic-Savic, Salem Aldosari, who is Saudi, but he's he's a really good winger. He's, he's the one that scored the winner against Argentina in the World Cup. Malcolm, remember Malcolm that played for Zenit in Barca? That's a that's a team. That's a team. Yeah, and, nice. and a lot of them out there have players like that filtered through them. So they might not be world-class teams, but they have some world-class players in mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I've kept I've kept Hendry on the plane. I since we last did it, I've I've only added McKenna and Suter to being on the plane at the moment. Oh, um, you get Suter on the plane, nice. I went, I went for it at the moment, yeah, just purely based on right here and right now. I think if the squad were to be named tomorrow, I think he'd be there. So, um, Porteous, Hendry, Tierney, McKenna and Suter were the ones that I thought would be there. And then Cooper Hanley moved up. Well, I think Cooper was in my departure lounge anyway, uh, but now I've got Hanley in there alongside him. So, Suter's such a good player. He's yeah. honestly such, it's the frustrating thing for him has just been yeah. the injuries. He he has got such ability. Um, Imagine him and Tierney had like the fitness levels of, of Andy Robertson's career, for example. Yeah. yeah, the ceiling would be very very high for Suto because he's so like technically good, um, and you know good in the air as well. He's got everything you want from like a modern sort of centre back. Um, so if he can stay fit till the end of the season, uh, he could very well be uh, in Germany. I I worry a little bit for Liam Cooper. To be honest, yeah. I think if McKenna is fit as an understudy left-sided centre half, yeah. and Grant Hanley is fit, who normally challenges or plays in the middle of the defence, and then you have Porteous and Suter on the right, that gives you a starter and a backup for each position. And Cooper, as you said, he's played a fair amount in the championship this season. Ben, he's he's doing okay at best. Leads are flying since. Mm-hmm the start of December, so that's almost three months now. He's played four games. That consists of two 90 minutes, two one-minute sub-appearances, and the rest hasn't got off the bench. So one, two, three, four, five, twelve. He hasn't got off the bench in 11 of 16 games since the start of December for Leeds. And that that is not a recipe for inclusion in my book. Yeah. Unless unless you're Nathan Parson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's it. It's, it's un- <laughs> unless you are unless you are brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, which we've got a few players in that sort of case. So category. if Grant if Grant if Grant Hanley is playing regularly, I think he jumps above Liam Cooper in the order. And I think that it would be Tierney and McKenna for the left, Hendry and Hanley for the middle, and Porteous and Suter for the right. And I think Cooper on that basis would miss out. So I have him by the phone, I have Hanley in the departure lounge, along with Suter at the moment, who I think will move up to the on, uh, on the plane. And on the plane, I have Hendry, Porteous, McKenna, and Tierney. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. 
Other uh, guys booking a holiday as we had them last time, Dominic Hyam of Blackburn, Liam Lindsay of Preston and Michael Rose of Stoke, who I think actually could be relegated this season. They're quite fortunate. There are plenty of other crap teams in the Championship. Yeah. Um, yes, goalkeepers, any changes in that situation? I have moved up Xander Clark to on the plane along with Angus Gunn and I still have yeah. Craig Gordon in the departure lounge. Yeah, and I've got Liam Kelly waiting by the phone. Um, I've bumped up Xander Clark as well. I, I was gonna, I was gonna decide on those Hearts keepers depending on what happened over the last, the course of the last week. Xander Clark, apart from at the weekend, of course, um, where he shipped five. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about that, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's not like he was at major fault for that. And and you know, these things can happen to any team in the league against either Rangers or Celtic. So. It's not his fault. Um, but the fact he's still keeping Craig Gordon out of the team, yeah. You have to make a call eventually and for that, Clark moves up. Gordon remains where he is and Kelly, same. I had Clark waiting by the phone last time because we thought Gordon was going to come in and restore his self to the team. So, yeah, credit to Xander Clark. He's proven a few people wrong at the minute and he's holding the jersey. But Edinburgh Derby tomorrow, that will be a big indication probably as to how Stephen A. Yeah. Smith's the goalkeeping situation for the rest of the season, Ben. Yeah, but I, I think Gordon is essentially going to be the cup keeper, I think. And it would be interesting, I think, post the split as well. If Hearts are clear in third, like totally clear in third and can't be caught, I wonder then if Gordon would maybe get a, a run out or two as well, just because they are obviously both gunning for that squad. At the moment, I would have Gordon over Kelly um, as if there was going to be a third keeper because Kelly, he's still making mistakes. I think he's, he's a good keeper, but he's... I don't think he's played his way into this squad, which is a shame because he's a really nice guy um, and a really good, really good keeper. But I just, I can't see him going to Germany in this form. Well, so we're all really in agreement that Liam Kelly at the moment is waiting on one of the keepers getting injured to be included. Yeah. Um, good. Did you see you've got Gordon in the departure lounge, Lewis? Uh, yep. Gordon yeah. in the departure lounge. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Yeah, no, so I was I was going in Clark on the plane, I think, last time and Gordon in the departure lounge. Um and I still think that's that's where I'm where I'm at with the keepers. Let's have a wee look here to satisfy my curiosity. It was Luxembourg that we played before that game in the Euros uh, after the Holland match. Was that the one where She Adams yeah, She Adams scored his first goal that that game. Was it his first goal? Was it his first one? No, he scored against the Pharaohs, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway, Chatham scored. I remember it now. Um, aye, but game's coming up soon. We have Holland on the 22nd of March, uh, away from home. And then we have Northern Ireland's uh, month yesterday at Hamden. And then it will be the Gibraltar and Finland pre-Euros games after that. So plenty. How many was that? So 10, 13 Scotland games this year. With the four before the Euros, at least three at the Euros, and then six in the autumn. What a treat. What a treat. Yeah. You got the knockout games as well, remember? (laughs) At least three at the Euros. (laughs) At least three. Um, So, yeah, big, big changes to the On the Plane series today, where we now all have Shankland on the plane. Concern over Hickey, fitness dependent. We've moved McKenna onto the plane after his move to Copenhagen. And we've moved Xander Clark onto the plane after his consistent selection at Hearts. Apart from that, so in fact, no, Suter, Suter's a change as well, isn't he? You had Suter moved on the plane, Lewis. 
Yeah. Uh, ben, did you have him on the plane departure lounge? He's of? like one foot on, one foot off. He's just he's off. just inching his way in. <laughs> okay, doke. Well, good stuff, guys. Again, we'll have another one of these. In fact, you know what? We'll probably do it after the friendlies because we'll do this. We'll do the squad announcement before the friendlies, and then we might have a better indication of how Clark yeah. sees things once the games have been done. So we can tie in and on the plane after the games against Holland and Northern Ireland because I'm sure Clark will give us yeah a bit more of an indication as to what he's thinking and maybe Shankland will start depending mm-hmm. um, on the midfielder situation as well Christy maybe deeper midfield Ben you never know mm-hmm. so yes look thanks very much for tuning in everyone um, please keep rating please keep listening and sharing really appreciate it especially as the social media presence isn't the best with the Hamden Road I know that so kind of relying on people just continuing to listen and sharing when they get the chance so thanks very much again Lewis and Ben thanks very much for joining us and yeah we'll be back next month ahead of the Holland and Northern Ireland friendlies Sports Social Podcast Network